Previously on Anything Goes. A crowd there that night. If there's I know. people there, if it's actually for whatever reason, like 15 people, yeah. like, it'll be great that later night. Yeah. I got blown on stage that late night once. It was some porn star. We were having Jeez. a big dick contest. And you got blown on stage? Not behind a, cu- a curtain or no, anything? No, it was Don Barris was on stage and he was hosting. He saw her off stage trying to put her uh, legs behind her head. Uh, through that window of course, so he like yeah. knocked on the window and like said come in <laughs> like, so I was, like, what is it with crazy. dudes getting their cocks sucked on stage I've never been like I want someone to eat my box right here right now maybe you know I why? should because men and women are different <laughs> and why are they different Ari can you uh, tell us some of the differences between men and women especially when they're on airplanes, yeah, you're, on airplanes you're, they you're act made differently. to be owned and we're made to do the running of stuff do they do, do, <laughs> we're okay. made to do the running of stuff yeah, yeah. All right, then. <laughs> one like sucks it and one gets sucked. That's how it works, Kathleen. I'm I've not sure if you know that. There's a lot of things. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Hey, Sunny, baby. How you doing? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Remember, if you don't remember it, it never happened. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey there, everybody. Did I come in too early? I'm not sure. We'll find out later. Yeah, uh, sounds like you said that when you were 12 years old. Did I come too early? Yeah. Why? What? 12? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're giving me way too much credit I for am. Uh, I am. expelling a... Uh, yeah. I think it was just a sad drop of semen that came out when the first I don't time think I it, The off. first time wasn't a drop. It was more like a gallon. No, it was. The first were, time? The first time there? was a lot. For me, it was. I'm well, talking, what are you implying that it's me? For me, I'm saying. <laughs> for me. For, for me. Ah, uh, shit. Well, right away. It's, uh, we're we're it's into a, semen talk. Good. I well, I didn't get into it. No, I, know. I, I think did. you I you did. got into yeah, it I first. Yeah, you're right. I remember. Yeah, it was like the hey, tenth. This is anything goes for the week of April. Uh, it's uh, April tenth, uh, two thousand thirteen. We're coming to you from uh, the uh, XM Studios in Toronto, like we do yes. every week. I'm in studio with uh, Darren Frost. This week, who do we have on the show? Uh, well, it's a big pack show this week. We do a TV uh, TV a telephone interview with uh, Brent Butt from Vancouver, the star of Corner Gas, and is also making an appearance at the April twenty uh, sixth at the Halifax Comedy Festival. And also we have in studio our interview with uh, comedian and writer Carolyn Bennett, a good friend of mine for many, many years, has finally been able to come uh, into the uh, studio. So that's going to be great. And there's lots to talk about this week. I slipped on some ice and fucked my back up. And so now I'm like a walking zombie. Did you, wish, did you wish your kids had like their cameras uh, out and then no. it was a hilarious bit put on YouTube? Yeah, maybe. It been better than my heckling viral? videos. I, I, that's the video I want to go viral, yeah. No, oh, of you slipping on ice? Or yes, you, your yes that'd be videos? hilarious. No, that. What if someone heckled you after you fell on the ice well, pretty much you know, the guy with a can of post just walked by me and left me like just on the ground i don't is that true yeah that's true he didn't even stop to he be like stop. you were and stop. you were lying on the, on ground, the ground and he didn't do no. like not like but hey, then man. I, you know I did he acknowledge about, you no what did he have like headphones on i think he blinders? probably had earbuds because i've seen these guys before on my street they always have earbuds in now and they're listening to music so it's like you know what if some grandmother fell down? You know, it's like you can't wear earbuds and be a postman, can you? Uh, sure you can. Why not? I guess, yeah. Well, it's I not know. like you have to interact with other I know people. I would. I'd listen to music. I'd be mean, fucked at. Well, fuck what, you, and fatty on the ice. That's what I'd be like. Well, you would ignore you yeah, I if would. you fell on the I ice? Would. I would. Oh, okay. Yeah, fuck you, fatty on the ice. That's what I'd say. Uh, I had a, uh, it was a uh, good weekend. We had the uh, another installment of the East End Comedy Review yes. that you were a part of. I had yes. to put you on early because you were yapping about your uh, sore, sore back. back. Yep. Uh, Mike Wilmot closed out the show. It was uh, Jen Grant and Hunter Collins, Cal Post, uh, Steph Toloff. Uh, everyone did really well. It was, you know, it was a great show. The crowd was great. Um, it was nicely filled. It wasn't like super packed in terms of uncomfortableness. It was oh, okay. really nice, you know, yeah. uh, good energy in the room, and it was a fun show. But it only takes like 105 people to film that place yeah. up. And, uh, it I'll wasn't... tell you, man, I, my, two of my super fans were there, and they really loved the show, and they're probably going to go back to another one. No, oh, well. And they came in from like Whitby. Shit. For that show. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I like that, that when people travel. Yeah, no, I'm serious. And so which two super fans? This uh, this guy who's like a big fan of mine who lives and sees me in Ajax all the time. Oh, cut loose. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> That's what he calls him. Is was it the guy with the anvil T-shirt? And the... no, 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 not no, that no. guy. No. 
Oh, because if you ever see, if you ever get a chance to see the, a Wicked documentary, and I know that you of love course, it, sure, it's the Anvil, the, uh, the Anvil documentary. Yes. There's a super fan of Anvil that comes oh, out to all yes, those sh- yeah. shows. Was he there? Yeah, he was there. Are you he, serious? Yeah, no, he looks like a fucking Canadian Northern stereotype guy. No, I know, I know the like, guy you're talking about. So yeah. he was actually in the audience. Yeah, Cutloose, he calls oh, himself. I don't no. know what his real fucking name no, no, is, no, but no, he, has, no. yes, he always I know the, the guy. Yep. He wears the same Anvil shirt yes. everywhere he goes. Yep. And he has the ball cap, and yep. he has the long hair coming out, and jean. You know, guy that is. Is head to toe denim guy, right. other than his Anvil shirt, sure. and uh, he shows up at the Ajax Club all the time to, oh. uh, when certain comics are there. Oh, I didn't know. Well, parties. it's not me, not me. So. Anytime a guy just says, "Oh, everybody calls me cut loose," so I was just, "Well, fucking all right, well, all right, I'll call know, you that." Maybe and, listen to this show now. I'll feel like, "Oh, see, I'm special." <laughs> well, now they I won't say anything me. mean uh, to uh, right. derogatory about him. Um, but uh, a cool guy, good crowd. Yeah, Everything no, it's went. a great, great show, and uh, we don't have a lot of time, uh, but we uh, do want to talk about this news story because oh, do uh, you want to get into this? Yeah, now? I want to get into this now, so then we can talk to Carolyn about it because uh, you know it'd be nice to. Does she want to talk about man rape or? Maybe we'll, we'll wait. We'll leave that till Carolyn comes in. We'll talk oh. about that off the top. Let's do this. Let's go to our interview with Brent Butt because it is a bit of a longer one. Wow, what a tease! What a tease! Ooh, yeah, can't wait till they get to talk about man rape Ooh, next. Up with Carolyn Bennett, man rape. Uh, we are going to cut to our interview with Brent Butt, who talks about his appearance in Halifax and his upcoming uh, movie he shot in the fall called No Clue. So this is our interview with Brent Butt. We're uh, here on the phone uh, uh, in Toronto calling uh, Brent Butt in Vancouver. How are you, Brent? Hello. What a, what a miracle of technology. This I know. Is. It's fascinating. We're chatting over this huge distance. Now, as, as we talk right now, it is uh, raining here in Toronto, and I'm uh, going to go out on a limb that it is. It, is it raining in Vancouver, too? It is not. Oh, it's, uh, it, it's supposed to. The forecast has said rain. Yeah, right. Um, and so far, they've been lying to us. It's you know, it's been cloudy. Oh, you know what? The, those no weathermen, those weathermen, they uh, you know that they they want to trick us. Or tricksters. I contend that Vancouver specifically is very difficult for them to predict the weather because the mountains, the ocean, uh, the rainforest, right? <laughs> so it's really the best meteorologists can roughly uh, equal what you would do guessing wildly. You would have right. the same percentage of accuracy. <clears throat> Does the weatherman just show up on TV and just shrugs his shoulders and just says, yeah, uh, rain. just do your best? <laughs> who knows? They should. That would be a great character to have. Just a real <laughs> who knows kind of weatherman. <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. Ooh. But no, they really, they put it out. They have a map and the whole thing and all, all level of confidence through the roof. I just I think the one uh, one of the times I was out in Vancouver to do the uh, the old uh, yuck yucks there they uh, uh, when the day that I showed up it was sunny it was gorgeous it was the most beautiful day that someone could imagine and then as soon as I got settled into my hotel um, it uh, began to rain for the next uh, six days so I just yeah. I thought it was an interesting way to warm someone from uh, outside of the uh, city. Yeah. It lures you away from the airport. Oh, and also it was until you get downtown and then whammo. Oh, and it was that at that same time where that really shitty Stephen King movie came out. Um, uh, the one Which where one? Ch- the the one with Samuel Jackson and John Cusack, where they check into this seven oh nine or yeah some, the hotel yeah whatever yeah. whatever hotel uh, that movie room was uh, referencing that was the same number that they put me in uh, at the um, <laughs> at the hotel ch- uh, chateau yeah it was like seventeen eighteen uh, or something like that I can't remember but right. uh, it was uh, an it, homage to Hollywood North <laughs> welcome. Uh, uh, one uh, one thing we want to talk about is uh, I know in April um, you're doing the the Halifax Comedy Festival and it's April 26th you're doing the gala and uh, have you you done a lot of shows in the Halifax area haven't you over the years I have over the years I've been to Halifax many times and uh, love it you know they're really they're really into live performances I yes. in Halifax they get out they're very supportive yes I was there you know a while back playing the uh, the Rebecca Con, right? Right. Great, great theater. That's, I think that's where the galley is too, as well. Yes, it? it is. Yeah, I have a yeah. theory about uh, the towns like Halifax and Edmonton and and Vancouver. I find that any town that has a very good music scene generally is a very good comedy uh, city. Yeah, that's it. I'm not gonna. I won't fight you on that. That, that could make good sense. I have no stats to back up an ulterior uh, notion, so I'll roll it in there. But def- it's true. I find Edmonton, and I also find um, Winnipeg to yes. be two cities that are amazingly supportive of yep. live performance. I remember going to. I was in a cab in Winnipeg, full on blizzard, 
and like where you know you could barely the guy could barely keep the cab on the road, you know. And then you see a big long lineup of people. They're going to see opera. They're right. lined up yep, outside yep. in a blizzard because there's you know an opera show on. Sure, that blew me away. Well, I've, I've, Halifax I've... is one of those towns. Very supportive. Well, I, I think also Halifax has like a long history too of uh, like just supporting their their own their own uh, music scene because there might not have been uh, a time like there were, there definitely was a time when like a lot of people didn't travel all the way out to Halifax as well to for uh, to, right. to entertain people. So uh, um, they have a, a it's definitely a sort of in their blood to entertain themselves and, yeah, and the support whole, the their whole own. East Coast is very kind of. Self-sufficient, don't need anyone, uh, you know, live life minute by minute and have a lot of laughs. You feel, I, I always find after you, when you go out to the uh, East Coast, don't you kind of feel like, man, I've really got nothing figured out. <laughs> I've really got it figured out. They're all having like a great life. Yeah. I would say like in Newfoundland, they have nothing and you're welcome to half of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, they got I, a great attitude. Well, yeah, well, with, whenever I'm in Halifax, I always th- it always feels like that, you know what, I I could forget about the rest of the world and just stay here. Because it just is, Halifax does seem like one of those places where I wouldn't need to go anywhere else uh, as far as like just... Like if 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 comedy and and being on tour wasn't something that I was uh, interested in, in doing, then uh, I would just Halifax is a great place to live. Yeah, and and now you know, it's like listen, airport Wi-Fi. It doesn't matter where you are. You got an airport. You got Wi-Fi. <laughs> you have a you have a career. You are yes. a comedian. Yes. And the other great thing, congratulations, everybody, with the Twitter account. The other, the other great thing about Halifax is the way it's set up is you can get drunk. Then when you eat, it's all downhill back to whatever hotel you're staying at. So you can just yeah, roll all the way home. Some sav- savvy civil engineering. Involved That's right. In that. Yeah, they knew what they were doing with the drinking yeah. and the eating. Oh yeah. Well, in the best in the early early days, which way did the barrels roll? <laughs> <clears throat> now, do you know if uh, your host are you hosting the gala that Darren is on yet, or are you just? Uh, I think he's closing. I think. Are you closing it? Yeah, you, a quick bolt of panic went through me when you said, I was like, oh, no, am I hosting that? I, I think, I think, I don't I think, that. I no. think Darren's right. I'm, I'm uh, shutting the thing down. Yeah. Okay, so you all, I don't know. I don't know how many days you're going to need to prepare to dig yourself out of whatever hole Darren uh, yeah, throws yeah. you into. Well, I'm sure they'll have me on in the first half. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to come out with a big, like, a, a fire extinguisher full of Febreze. That's right, that's right. And just clean it up. Yeah, squeegee this is the stage, and then all of a sudden it's happy time for the second half. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. Um, now, you shot a film uh, at the fall of last year called No Clue, and now you're in post-production, right? That's right. Now, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting time because it's out of my hands now because it's all audio mix and the, the music, you know, the composing is going on. Right. Up. But I'm it's very excited because, you know, with a, with a TV show, you've got a little smaller operating budget, right? Right. Movie, everything's a little bit bigger. So I'm excited about... Um, there's going to be an actual orchestral session for the music score for my movie. So I get wow. to go down and sit while the orchestra plays the music that's been composed and the movie plays on the screen. Right. How cool is that? <laughs> now, for, now for you, for you, like you had to have had such a, a big um, kind of career on television acting-wise in terms of Corner Gas, Hiccups, and now this feature film. Do you find that most people recognize you from the acting, or is there still a, a great number know you as a stand-up first, or is it kind of a mixed bag? Yeah, it's a mixed bag, I would say. There's definitely, you know, Corner Gas, you know, it was like averaging a million and a half people every week. So suddenly I was in front of a lot of people who didn't know I existed before that. Right. But there's also been people who've been, you know, I've I've had a following as a stand-up. One of the reasons I got Corner Gas is that I had a following as a stand-up. And so it's it's a mixed bag. It's people who've been there from, you know, the late 80s. Yeah. um, Up to, like, people who just discovered... Uh, me as a person when Corner Gas came on in 2004. So, yeah, it's a it's a mixed bag. Do you, do you ever do you ever miss sort of the anonymity of, of just being a, a stand up? And uh, now you're just like you're more of a recognizable recognizable uh, TV uh, uh, person. And uh, I mean, just in the sense of like if you were to honk your horn in traffic and someone looked at the guy that just honked <laughs> their horn, be like, oh man, it's that asshole from uh, Corner, not that asshole from Corner Gas, but it's that guy oh, from Corner Gas okay. calling like uh, honking his horn like an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I sometimes. Uh, I've been in the situation where I wanted to fly off the handle at somebody, yeah. uh, some jerk, and you know it's going to come back and bite you. Yeah, I actually one time here, 
kind of lost my cool with this drunk idiot at the Canucks game. Okay. And and then I read about it in the paper the next day. <laughs> Ouch. But it was actually quite it was quite flattering because it was like this guy had it coming. Mm-hmm. That was the gist of the article. Was like, right. and so the guy who loses it is Brent Butt from Corner Gas. Dresses <laughs> the guy down. I, you know, I cursed him on a blue streak. So, <laughs> luckily, they were the the reporter who was there. The story was kind of sympathetic to my cause. He was on my side at least. Right. Um, I'm just I'm just curious when it comes to the the sound mixing for your film. I mean, do you ever write sort of. Uh, you know, do, do you ever require, like, final cut when it comes to the sound mixing? Like, if, if at the last minute you wanted to put a fart sound in, would you be allowed to <laughs> do that sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the bulk of what I do is add fart sounds to uh, whatever project I'm working on. No, I mean, I, I you know, I'm an executive producer of my project, so I'm in charge of the creative. So, yes, and the fart um, sound, yes. I have, I have a uh, approvals process, so it's kind of... I weigh in at the beginning and kind of tell them the direction I, I think they should go. And then they go away and kind of do the, you know, you have spotting sessions ahead of time. So I watch the movie with the audio guy and we talk about you know, the director and myself and the audio guys. We talk about what we think the, mi- the mix should be. And they'll have some questions. They'll say, you know, it, it seems like um, the dialogue is kind of light here. Can we ADR it? Or do you want the sound of a car louder or quieter? Like questions like that. Right. And then they go away and do it. And same with the music. We When we put the picture edit together, you kind of put a temp track together using songs, you know, that exist that are out there that you don't have license to, but they, they have kind of the the mood or the tone. Mm-hmm. And and so then the composer looks at that and he sees, okay, you're trying to go for like a, you know, you want some mystery music here, you want kind of an upbeat chase scene music here, and then he composes original stuff. So And then, then I, you know, I just came from the composer's uh, studio the other day where I was listening to the stuff he composed, and yeah, it's just a... It's an approvals process. Uh, I uh, I listened to you on um, one of the uh, the it's uh, was it was it's so funny. Who's uh, what's what's so funny with what's Guy so McPherson? Funny. Yeah, I I listened well, to I your Guy yeah I I listened to you on that podcast a little while ago and uh, I was uh, excited to hear that um, one of my one of the guys that I find one of the, the funniest uh, talents out there is uh, David Koechner is going to be uh, in this movie with you. Yeah, it was really cool because I. I was trying to think, okay, who who would be good to play my buddy here? And the yeah. distributors were saying, you know, we'd like somebody that has a, a bit of theatrical cachet. Right. Sure. And so uh, I was on Twitter. I follow Keckner on Twitter, and uh, he follows me. And I remember, oh, yeah, I did a, th- a series of live shows years ago with Keckner. Mm-hmm. And we got along great. We weren't, you know, we're not pals or anything, but we did these shows, and we had a good time together. And he'd come seen and uh, come and saw a different live show that I did. So I just reached out to him actually via Twitter. I said, "I'm doing this movie. There's a part, and I think you'd be great for playing my buddy." He said, "Yeah." He wrote back right away. I said, "I'd love to work with you again." So I sent the script to his agent, and we went from there and ended up. Yeah, so it's, it's funny, like the same guy who's in. Well, he's in you know, he's, Anchorman too. That's yeah. gonna be like one of the biggest sequels ever. Yeah, sure. he's also in uh, my movie. Well, I, I remember he was up in Toronto with the uh, the guys from the Naked Trucker, and he was playing his uh, T Bones character. Yeah. And uh, like he comes from like a real like sort of groundling Second City background. Like when when you're shooting the movie, are you the kind of person that like wants people to stick to the script, like the words that you wrote, or do you, how much sort of improv fun time, whatever the uh, technical terms are, do you let people have on set? Well, it depends who the person is, right? Like, I'm, I'm, you know, really, I come from the world of stand-up, and I'm a writer. So uh, I really kind of, you know, you bust your back putting the script together. Right. You kind of you kind of don't want people to just fly by the ass of their pants. But when you have somebody with, uh, you know, the pedigree of Keckner and somebody who's that naturally funny, um, you do let them play a bit. And um, there's actually a couple really funny things that, uh, made it to the movie that he improvised that, you know, were really good and really helped the scene. So when you have that kind of an asset, you'd be kind of a jerk to uh, try and sit on it and muffle it. Right. Well, turn he, him loose, let him buck, see what he comes up with. Yeah, well, he's he's one of those guys that, like, he can literally just sit in a chair and just, like, sit there and do absolutely nothing, and you just look at him and laugh. Almost like a, well, like a, like a friend of both of ours, like Boyd Banks, has that same sort of quality that, uh, huh. so I, yeah, I'm... Well, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing the movie just as a, as a fan of yours and uh, Brent uh, uh, David Kackner. Any any well, idea of when they're thinking? Like I know I was reading on your website today; it's probably at least a year away from being out. Is that still kind of the timeline? 
All I know, because it's ultimately up to the distributors, so uh, they're talking that it'll be sometime in the winter. So okay. whether, I don't know if it's this winter right. or like, well, it'll be this winter, but whether it's going to be the end of this year or, sure, the, start or the beginning of next, of next year. year right. Know. And an- another thing that's really big for you is you mentioned it already a couple of times is Twitter. And uh, that's really kind of helped you, I'm sure, stay in touch with fans and other people in the business. Because, I mean, I even find myself spending a lot more time on Twitter, even just talking to people, booking gigs and doing things. And how important is now Twitter for you and, and what you do? Yeah, for me, it's you know it's the only social media I do. I don't have a Facebook account. There's a there's a Brentbot Facebook account out there that somebody is uh, <laughs> doing, and you know they see we were going to shut them down, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to run one. And this guy seems quite respectful, and he's right. doing a good job. Oh, right. so he's, let him do it. So. So, so he's not like photocopying your face, like photoshopping your face, doing like th- weird things to uh, you know an- <laughs> animals or uh, you know holes in fences or anything like that. Not to my knowledge. I'm not on it a lot. But if somebody out there wants to monitor it for me, that would be great. I would, I would, yeah, so I would hire someone to do that. I would hire someone to do that. Yeah. I, I, that you, uh, you know, you, yeah. as far as that's you know. Right, Dave, and, and that's why we're in a basement building uh, doing a, a radio show and Brent's doing a movie because well, uh, you would do things like that. Well, no, I wouldn't do that to Brent. I would just, I would monitor his page. It's like, Brent, do you want this photo of you fucking this uh, up on your Facebook page? But Dude, uh, I don't know what what you're talking about, but the answer will always be no to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, we just have about a minute or two left. Um, so uh, April 26th, you're in Halifax doing the Halifax Comedy Festival, and then obviously No Clue is coming out hopefully next uh, winter. And what is your Twitter handle? So if people want to follow the brilliance of you, where do they go? At Brent Butt. Very wow. easy to remember. That's so nice and easy. Butt, all one word. Okay. Come join me, won't you, on Twitter. We will. All right, well, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Brent, and uh, 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 best of you uh, when you uh, uh, see Darren yeah. out in uh, Halifax. And uh, once again, it is a very awkward ending uh, on my behalf uh, with these uh, <laughs> telephone interviews that we like to do. Uh, Me and but... Darren are just going to get hammered and make funny of that. That's right. We're gonna talk that's about what, you that's what we do every that. week on the show anyway. Well, don't make sure, bring it. a recorder of that, because I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I definitely don't hear enough of that when uh, I'm in Toronto working with him. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, thank okay, you very thanks, much, Brent. Brent. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. That was Brent Butt. And he also has a podcast we ran out of time uh, to be able to bring up. It's called The Butt Pod. And you can go to brentbutt.com for information on that. And uh, go uh, ahead, just if, and we didn't really get much into describing the movie that he's uh, that he shot. Sure. But it is a uh, it's like a, a classic sort of film. Well, he described it um, before as a sort of a, a film noir thriller yes. crime drama with a. He plays uh, a detective, right? Right. Yeah. And it has like a. He's always been a fan of those movies. Kind of like a has, dead man don't wear plaid. Kind of type yes. thing, yes. That, be, and that is actually that, that is an awesome movie that it still is. Hands, yeah, it's very holds great. up. Yeah. And uh, you don't. It's good if you have the knowledge. Well, anyways, we're not going to get into Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Sure, but it has. It's that's the kind of movie that he did. It's a, right. a comedy, a mystery, thriller, and uh, I'll go see it when it comes out. All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back uh, for anything goes, we have Carolyn Bennett in the hot seat. The Mayans loved our show, and they're never wrong. This is Anything Goes. Hey, this is Ward Anderson from The Ward and Al Show, and you are listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. Guess which host says there's no shame in sleeping in a minivan. This is Anything Goes. All right, we are back. Uh, once again, this is Anything Goes for the week of uh, oh, damn April, it. 10th. April 10th. April 10th. April 10th. 2013. We're uh, coming to you from Toronto. The yep. studio's here. Uh, beside me is Darren Frost. And uh, in studio with us right now is uh, Carolyn Bennett. Carolyn Bennett's with us. Uh, writer, performer, actress, uh, well, what, what we're doing? Well, you, you were comedian. up for uh, a Canadian Comedy <laughs> Award for acting, were you not? The uh, the coveted uh, Canadian Comedy Award for what the, acting. What the hell did you act in? Exactly. 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 No, no really. A short well, film. What, what was I in? Yeah, yeah. What were you in? What did I, you act in? I was. I was she in did the short film version of Shoah. It was uh, seven minutes long. Um, it was. Um, it was called The Trial, 
and we shot it for the 24-hour um, film challenge in Toronto. Okay. Should I have been nominated Best Actress? Hell no! Did I nominate myself? Of course not. Right. Was Was I rather mortified to be up there well, with the with you the then? woman with the woman who did Funky Town? Right. I I was I was appalled, and when she won, I ran up to her and I said, "I loved Funky Town." Sure. You have no but, idea how great I, think I did you the exact are. same thing when I was up for best radio show and we lost to Funky Town. I ran up to her and I said, "You guys have the best <laughs> radio show called Funky Town because it's Funky Town. It's Funky Town. Don't, don't, don't take me to you've, lo- you've lost me, Funky Town. I don't. Uh, it's a is a Quebec film um, with okay. uh, Patrick Huard. Yeah, and it was it it you it lost. Cost- Dave, when you said Quebec film, that's true. Yeah, that's well, what yeah. No, I don't Let's watch a bunch of frogs on a screen. No there thanks. we go. The, oh, um, bunch of you're talking frogs. about my my people. Of and I'm going to keep talking about them. Oh, they are my people. I'm well, a frog. Okay, an honorary frog. It's good to be Drown- here, gentlemen. Yeah. Gentlemen, right. are you are you forced to listen to the box every year? Like just you know the band because they're from Quebec. Oh, I thought you were talking about my ex-wife. No. Oh, oh, hey. Whoa, hey there, bang the table. <laughs> Uh, so let's, we're going to be a little scattered. We're going to talk about the man rape. Let's let's get that on the now. Let's What's going on? Why are we getting this out of the Cause way? Because let's just do. If we don't talk about these things, we never get to talk about them. So there's a story in the newspaper. I know very little about it, but Dave knows and Carolyn knows. So we're going to talk about do it. Do you know about this, Carolyn? Look, I didn't do it. Oh well, no. I didn't that's do a it. Good way to start. Well, it. that's uh, you're separating yourself from you and OJ Simpson. From uh, <laughs> no uh, four uh, two hundred pound plus women. Right. Uh, uh, they were both um, okay. Well, okay. The, the 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 headline reads: A man claims sex assault by four two hundred pound women. Right. And um, I like uh, how they put in claims. Yes. You know, well, it's claim. Nothing is proven until a court alleged. Of law. Allegedly. Alleged. Alleged. Well, yeah. of course, nothing is claims alleged. This is the Toronto Sun. We're not going to use word big words like alleged. This <laughs> yes. man claims. So. Uh, and, wow, uh, those tits are allegedly big on page three. <laughs> well, and it's and it's spelled, you decide. It's Whatever. spelled C L A A M S. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's clams. The, um, so the uh, police are investigating uh, after a, a young Toronto man uh, complained. Which I, I don't know. Complained uh, that he was sexually assaulted by a yeah. group of women? Yeah, but uh, you don't complain. Piece of meat, man. He was a piece of meat to them. Uh, and uh, uh, so uh, Toronto police said the uh, uh, Sunday a 19-year-old male was attacked by four women um, inside a parked Honda SUV, which I'm like, that's... You know, you could feel sexually assaulted. Is that how every porn assault? starts? Some no, 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 no. Kid but gets I mean, into a park SUV if, and no, if you pack like one dude and four two hundred pound women uh, into an SUV, yeah. you're just going to get some sexual the, assault, the, uh, no matter what happens. I, but, I must um, say, I must say, the description of the assailants yes. are all the same: five four, yeah. and they're all two hundred pounds. Yes, right. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it was like a, a woman's hockey team that. No, that they're all sisters. And, they're Russian sisters. Oh, they were Russian sisters. No, no, you just made that, you just made that up. Um, and uh, so, anyway, the, the the police claim that it was very brave of him to come forward because not a lot of men uh, uh, report uh, sexual yes, assault. Yes, that's true. And, um, it's very true. Darren would know about that. Yes. And uh, in the hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Darren in the hot tub. Has he ever told you that story? Yeah. No. I had wanna... the sock. I did had the had... sock, and a woman tried to touch me in a hot tub. Okay. He phoned me. He was so upset. Yeah. Yep. All right, so are we abandoning this man that was sexually assaulted for Darren's hot tub story? No, so no, go ahead. You were, you were no, in a hot ahead. tub. Go ahead, Dave, It's a good Dave. story. Dave, oh. go ahead. I wasn't there, by the way. Okay. Well, I wasn't you, in the hot tub. For a woman who wasn't there, you know a lot about it, Carolyn. <laughs> uh, it's very important that victims come forward because they yep. don't often. And then there's no recording of it ever, as uh, one of these uh, police people <laughs> say. Um, and then uh, this woman who's speaking on behalf of the uh, police force, uh, she uh, added that uh, sexual assault uh, covers a wide range of acts, including mm-hmm. un- unwanted touching, which I'm sorry, you know, I've gotten unwantedly touched. And, I'm uh, doing that right get now Get your hands to you. off me, you I've, filthy woman. I've, get I've away got from my me. hand on his shoulder. <laughs> And it's upsetting him. Cover up your, cover up your dirty pillows. Um, and uh, it, uh, a wide range of acts, including unwanted touching, grabbing, kissing, oral sex, and intercourse. So, you know, I mean, this man, guy might have been just groped in an SUV, but sure. that's not means if it was unwanted, it's unwanted. But You know, it probably happened. They probably didn't, you know, they tried to touch him. He didn't like it. So they just, you know, dumped him off at a McDonald's dumpster, went through the drive-thru, went home and left him there. Oh, This I, was I, a King and Spadina. 
Well, I'm. Yeah. Dumped them at King and Spadina. No, no, no. I think so they had taste at least. That's you know? true. It's the LCBOs right on the corner. You yeah. know, he could drown this. High end of Toronto, King and Spadina. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah. Well, you guys are uh, falling uh, all into the uh, remarkable double st- uh, standard that is uh, created uh, uh, these days. How uh, it is perfectly acceptable to make fun of uh, a sexual assault on a man, and that is a big. I uh, am that is a big. Not, well, it sounds like I. Like I am they were, not uh, making make, fun. I take the allegations. Very seriously, mm-hmm. I the, think. Imagine being this guy and going to the police. Sure, right. and, and uh, imagine the guts it took for right. him to okay. do this. Saying, yeah. you know, guys, I uh, how he's going to be how, mocked. He will be yeah, mocked at I, work. Yeah, I don't know how to I tell agree. you this, but you know, I had some women and they had their yeah. hands on me, and the yep. cops are probably just. <laughs> Yeah, okay. of course they're, they're laughing. Right. Tell yeah. us more. Uh, well, I mean, we're we're, we're all make, we're all making fun of it, but I mean, it's uh, I, other than me, and uh, I'm just saying <laughs> that. Uh, it's, it's it's just one of those most acceptable things, and there was a big article Dave, about it. And uh, Dave, was it you? How, uh, was it you? Yeah. No, was it, it you? It wasn't me. But it you have been. Me. You have been in the past. Yeah. All right. They That's say why yeah, Dave's sensitive. I they're, know. They're I know. But you're not Dave. 19. I, okay. Although you right. can pass for 35, so, as you so, told me. Uh, Carolyn, you're here to uh, do a uh, uh, promote your, an upcoming play that you have. <laughs> and that I was the part of the hit, show where yeah. we changed the topic. Yeah, you hit a nerve on a with dome. Dave Martin. I no, know, you didn't hit a fucking He's nerve. He's blushing. With, you didn't hit a fucking nerve with me. I'm just saying that there's a numerous uh, like a uh, Twitter uh, sort of responses. How every Don't talk about sexual assault. Well, Dave, yeah. Yeah, women on men. It's serious. I know. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, no, he's no, giving no. you the death stare oh, yeah, and myself. Yeah. I should be quiet. I'm just wow. saying that both of you are the exact kind of cunts that were putting up little uh, yes. you know, pinheaded remarks saying, yes. oh, this guy should have loved it. Yes. And I'm just saying that what yes. if we reverse that? And, Actually, what it, and what if it was a chick that uh, would claim that she got ass- wait, assaulted wait, Carol, by wait. four 200-pound men? It, wait, would be a, it would be a wonderful a double stand that we're having. unknown fact in my career, okay, my first bootleg CD was called Pinheaded Cunt. I just, I want you to know that. My first bootleg CD was called Pinheaded Cunt. Yours too, eh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The coincidence, great minds right. think alike, I guess. They do. Well, you're, you're just, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're playing up to all, all the things that the article yeah. was about, about how, uh, sure. it was the, okay, fine. Okay, move on. G- gentlemen, gentlemen. You're, you're here to talk, you're, Hitler's in the title of, uh, your play that you're promoting, <laughs> and, um, uh, Which is hilarious. Saying, Hitler's oh, hilarious. What, is, right what is it about Hitler? I know well, before Hitler, did anybody say when they did something shitty? It's like now, for a while, I don't know if anyone has taken this title away from him, but for a long, like just basically up until now, you could always say, hey, it's not like I'm Hitler. Sure. And so, but before Hitler, it did, were people like, uh, hey, it's not like I'm Genghis Khan. Who was the guy before Hitler? Basically, what I'm asking you is what makes Hitler so great that no one else has claimed his title of I'm not the worst person in the world because I'm not Hitler. Well, even though Genghis Khan probably murdered more people well, and he Stalin. took over more land, Hitler, it, could, it could have been called it was but they were Stalin. Both, they were both this from around the same time, Hitler and Stalin. Sure, but you know, the reason Hitler was so angry is four 200 pound Jewish women uh, had him cornered uh, in a car and uh, he did not take it very well. Anyways, uh, the show is called Hitler's Ass. It's a play that you wrote. It's a one-act play, right? Yes, yes. And uh, it is going to be on where and when, so we can get that out. Um, first of all, the play is called Hitler's Ass. Would you like to know why the play yes, is called yes, Hitler's please Ass? Do, yeah. it, there's a, a very good reason why it's called okay. Hitler's Ass. It is a cynical ploy for attention. And it seems to be working. Yeah, try, you're, uh, you're banging, you. you're making I, your own bongos Because there. I'm making a point, fellows. Yeah. And as well, it does work into the theme of experimentation on human beings, which okay. is the play, the log line is two rogue researchers conduct the ultimate clinical drug trials on two desperate ravers. Okay. So that's your, uh, your so idea. So like almost a human show. centipede kind of uh, idea. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, dissecting uh, right. the human psyche. Okay. And this is some of the things that Hitler did. Uh, well, not him personally. He had his people to do it. You know, right. his, his interns, I think. Sure. Right. Well, I mean, he, he just watched. He just went through the laboratories and just said, okay, you guys are doing great work. Keep it up, boys. And then he moved on. Exactly. So, okay. Right. Right. So, but, you know, he, he was the CEO of the uh, of, of the experimentation. Sure. So, so Hitler's ass. So the ass is the fallacy, the the wrongness of that sort of thinking. That's what I'm going to tell anyone who interviews me why I came up with the idea. But because I'm with like-minded people, it is a cynical ploy for attention. And it seems to have worked because you have invited me into the show. I have been wanting to do your show for a while because gentlemen... 
you know I love you both. Sure. We have a long history together. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's just a delight to be here. Okay. And may I say, <laughs> is, this, fuck. is this how Hitler's ass ends? Where I love you <laughs> as an night. audience and good night. Yeah, yeah, Hitler's good ass. Good night, everyone. At the play, the play is being uh, produced by the Sterling Studio Theater Collective. Okay. It is on Sterling Road, which is Bloor and Dundas West area. Right. The play runs from April 16th to the 21st. It is a one act. It won a competition. I am very, very proud of the director, Bruce Pitkin, who won uh, Outstanding Director in the Fringe of Toronto last year. Right. And uh, the actors are phenomenal. Young guy named Jarrett Boyce. 6'2", absolutely gorgeous. He's going to be a star. And most importantly, if you don't come out because you, you, you don't want to see what I write, please come out to support uh, the Joanna Downey Fund because all right. the proceeds from my proceeds, the playwright's uh, proceeds from ticket sales, will go to the Joanna Downey Fund. Okay. And for those who don't know, Joanna Downey is a Toronto-based comedian who has been uh, a veteran comic on the scene for 20 years, has ran multiple nights that many comics have uh, went on and, and performed their stand-up and become better comics, and I'm one of them for sure. And uh, she has uh, been battling Lou Gehrig's disease uh, and is uh, a degenerative uh, disease where you know uh, the unthinkable happens. So we are trying to raise some money at various events, and this is one of them. So I mean, it, it affects. Do you know much about Lou Gehrig's disease? You know, I know, I know it disables people in in different ways, and it, uh, it you know it consumes the body. Yeah, what what, is, what has happened to her is it silenced her, which I find right. really really distressing. Right, um, as a comedian, as sure, a, as you a lost comedian. your voice. Yes. Yeah, so um, I just remember having great times with her, drinking, getting hammered, sure, laughing. She she's a, a just a, a bright light and. And um, yeah, this is the, yeah, the least I can do. One of the most distinguished, distinguishable laughs, laughs in, the in the city of Toronto. Yeah, and uh, the, there was always that, there was that classic moment they shot it like it was a it was a show that was on the Women's Network a million years ago called She's So Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she recorded. Uh, Were you on that day? Uh, yes, yeah. I was. Hardy hard. And uh, so we uh, she was on that. She did her set. And then she sat, and she was in the studio audience uh, for the rest of the tapings. And so whoever was doing the audio uh, heard her laugh. And when they had to sweeten up the show later on, they decided to put Joanna's (laughs) laugh on top of Joanna's performance. (laughs) So it was this really weird, fucked up, like, you might not notice it if if you didn't know it was her laugh. But if you watched it now, you'd be like, uh, oh, my God, she is, uh, she's laughing at her own shit. But but, uh, it it is uh, as a... as a uh, a friend of her f- for almost twenty years, you I can't I can honestly say there isn't a comic that has come through Toronto that hasn't done spirits or hasn't crossed her path. So it's it's great that you know, the funds are, are are going to her. And another uh, another comedian that has uh, passed away in the last uh, year mm-hmm. uh, is uh, based out of Montreal with Sean Keen. Uh, we have talked about Sean in the past on the show, and you were very good friends with Sean. Sean and, uh, Keen. For yeah. me, uh, the only times I really saw Sean in the last fifteen years yeah. was when you were in Montreal and he would come out and kind of hang out. With you, and he'd he'd come see my show or a show I was around or something. And uh, you have a there's a CD out um, of some of his um, his prank phone calls. Yeah, right? his prank phone calls, which he did in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Sean Keen was a friend since childhood, and uh, oh man, this is kind of depressing. Well, maybe we should talk about the man rape stuff again. But um, he no, uh, you derailed all the man rape. You can't <laughs> go back to that. Can't funniness. go back to that. <laughs> But Sean, uh, I, I didn't realize sort of like, I mean, Sean went down to Los Angeles. He's, yes. Oh, he yeah. had his, uh, there's appearances Castle of Rock. him on, uh, yeah. um, uh, there's appearances of, of, of him on uh, Evening at the Improv. Yeah. And uh, really funny, uh, really smart, quick, I don't want to call them one-liners, but they almost, uh, oh, yeah, they were yeah, like he, short, quick, yes. fast jokes. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, the kind of things that like people love to repeat to other people too. Oh and yeah, they screw them up sometimes. But uh, uh, yeah, a really great performer. He um, was uh, very influential in the Montreal scene in the yeah. '80s when yeah. I when I first started doing comedy, and 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 Sean Sean and I started to hang out at the Comedy Nest when it was on Bishop Street, right. Ernie Butler's Comedy Nest, and Winston Spear. Like we all kind of started together. And and Sean was, you know, heavily influenced by um, Stephen Wright, guys mm-hmm. like that, the, yeah. the master of the one-liners. But Sean was also seriously influenced by jazz music and big band music, 
more so than comedy, actually. Right. Like, like, well, you definitely could see it. I mean, uh, Sean's act was he'd always had a nice suit on. He always was dressed very nicely, like it, it was a whole appearance. And the way he said his jokes had a very kind of sing-songy jazz element to it. That's uh, right. Not yeah. always, but for most of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the kind of short punch of it was like kind of an awakening thing when he would kind of have a longer set. Well, so, yeah, and then, yeah, and then he'd point at the audience, mm, you know, yeah. well, yeah, signature... Yeah, Classic Sean Keen was always like, uh, my fish died the other day. Mm, I think there was something wrong with its cage. You know, he was like, oh, yeah. my dog died the other day. Uh, I think he was just, too bad he was just beginning to learn to live without food. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, and just, uh, and, and I, I liked his style. He always had yep. the same suit on, so he just became the guy that, like, oh, he's the guy with the black suit and the red tie. Yep. Very, very funny. And I have to say, I have to thank Al Ray for um, inviting him to do the Winnipeg Comedy Festival uh, in 2011, because that was the last time he performed for television, and uh, it was a great set, and he had not done a single set for seven years. Yeah, I was yeah. there, actually. Yeah, It was yeah, on the same there. night as my gala. Right. And I remember, you know, unfortunately he was on after me or two after me, so I was still kind of decompressing. But I remember walking through. By the time I got down to the green room in the basement, uh, he was on, and I was walking through, and all the, oh, the comics were howling. Uh, you know, most of the audience was digging it. I'm, I'm not saying he ripped it up. It would be a great story if he got a standing ovation on his last TV sets. But, I mean, he was a little polarizing for audiences sometimes. But uh, the comics were laughing hysterically at him. And uh, it was good to see. And I, I was hoping that, you know, uh, this would kind of kickstart him back into doing some more stand-up. But, unfortunately, the health kind of caught up to him. So uh, that is Sean Keen. So please go to YouTube uh, and check him out. And we're almost out of time. We believe it's so quick. But I do want to bring up one other thing. Um, this is something very interesting. You started a comedy room in Toronto uh, at an Ethiopian restaurant. Uh, it's called Harut Hoot, right? And yep. that is, where is it at? It's, it's, it's at, it's at uh, 2050 Danforth um, Avenue in the, in the East End. And how um, I got this room my financial advisor at Scotiabank, uh, it, this he is his restaurant. He told you to take your money into something that's not going to work out? <laughs> I, I know. I, I was pulling my money out of Scotiabank, and he just didn't seem to care. And I said, what are you so happy about? Here I am crying over my, my mutual funds just dwindling. And he said, I, uh, I, you know, I just opened a restaurant. And then immediately the comic in me, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the you promoter. You need a comedy night. Yeah. You, need a co you yeah. ever think about doing comedy? And he, sure. It's an Ethiopian place. I said, no problem, no problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll bring some people down. So we Why do you think the Ethiopian element would, you know, turn people off from... Well, because because it's a restaurant. Instinct, your because... first instinct is who it would attract. Yeah. It would probably attract a, a very uh, Ethiopian slanted, because there is a lot of Ethiopians. I live in that neighborhood. Yeah. There is a lot of Ethiopians who live there, right. and there's a big cultural base of them. And I'm not saying they don't deserve stand-up comedy. I don't know but I'm, they I'm do. saying, No, they don't deserve I'm it. saying, you know, culturally, I don't know if it's something that they'd be like, oh, stand-up comedy. That's right. That's right. right. But Tabebi is also a jazz musician on yes. the side. So he was very open to it. And the thing about uh, uh, Harut, the restaurant, they've got a beautiful stage. It's set up for jazz. It's a very warm, mm -hmm. friendly environment, nice nice vibe to it. And the audiences are very attentive. So we gave it a shot, and we promoted in the local paper. And uh, and it's, it's 60 people in there. It's packed. So as soon as he said that, oh, I just opened up a restaurant, you were immediately. I was oh, all over God. it. Well, I, you know, but I think that's. I think there's a sickness inside of every comedian's sure. head that they could walk into like an abandoned building that yep. was half set on fire, and the first thing that would go through their head is, "We could put a show on here." <laughs> you know, some guy could be shooting heroin in the corner and like be like, "No, no, no, we'll just he fix it up." He could be on we'll the, the show. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you'll do. You'll work the door. Oh, this yeah, is going to yeah. be great. I actually, no lie, in my hometown. Did a show in an abandoned warehouse, like literally, like every TV show abandoned warehouse you could think of. They just put a little eight by eight black stage down, a little tarp, and set some chairs out. And there was a mic and a one speaker, and that was the show. And I'm like, what am I fucking doing here? You know, it's like crazy. But this was the kind of artsy, it, fartsy, yeah. you know, way in, to do it. In the old days, that would be called a happening. Yeah, I guess. I've got one more idea, and then I guess we got to wrap. Yeah, we got to wrap. You're up. talking about doing a show anywhere. Here's my here's my latest show idea laundry show they already do that mat. they already do it they already do it in la they've done it multiple times in la yes they oh, like you're a show, doing, yeah, yeah. show in a laundromat while people do the laundry they sit and watch comedy it's already been done i'm yeah. not saying yeah, don't do it in toronto. in toronto but it has been done in la 
Uh, well, do you have a venue already? Is yeah, there well, a laundromat that's set up that you want to do this? Yeah, in? it's called the Laundry Lounge, and it's on Dundas in the Junction. Yeah, I was there it. the other night. It's, sure. They've got a lounge in the laundromat. With and these... if someone's bombing, you just hold up your underwear with the bacon strip and go, oh, look at this, ha, 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 and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that meant. All right, we are out of man. time. You can come back again, Carol, and we'll talk about some of your future projects. We ran out of the list, but we are out of are time. You still, are you you're still performing stand-up comedy? Do you do, yes, do you I, host the, or yeah. do you perform? And yeah. you, you, know, you do I'll, everything I'll be, there? I'll be hosting uh, the Harut this month. It's our first, uh, first year anniversary, and Although I do, I, I mostly write these days because I want to make a living and want to make some money for retirement sure. and all that sort of thing. Um, I still, I still do the occasional stand-up. Uh, and, but, and you gig. don't, you don't miss the road. You don't miss clubs. You don't. Uh... Well, uh, well, no, I'm. Uh, I don't miss the road. I'm. No. Uh, I I haven't been man raped in a long time. So well, are you, are you looking at Darren at a cre- creepy <laughs> way. Do you have, is there some pact that you have written with yes. him that you're not allowed if to you go, go on, on the road? The road then the doors will open. No, there's no packs. Oh, okay. All right, that like is Carolyn mur- Bennett. Weird murder suicide thing you have yeah, with Darren. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you right. Know, if you're ever actually, where was that? Carolyn's going to shoot herself in the head, and then the tragical <laughs> hip is going to release another song and talk about it. You have it. to put both of your heads together so the yeah, bullet, bullet goes through, goes through both one. Of you. Yeah. yeah, mouth to mouth, like a human centipede. Like a human centipede, yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, this has been delightful. Well, thank good. you. All right, thank you, Carolyn. What do the people who were always picked last for sports teams do? They host a radio show. This is Anything Goes. Hey there, this is Arthur Simeon. You are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio. Staying in Toronto, the guests of Anything Goes stay wherever the hell they want. Isn't it enough that they let them on the show and plug whatever crap they're up to? This is Anything Goes. Hey there, everybody. We're back from uh, the break. And uh, this is Anything Goes for the week of uh, April 10th. 2013. We just had uh, Carolyn Bennett in the studio, yep, chatting her. about her Hitler play. Yeah, and her phoner with a bread butt. So it was a packed, packed episode. And uh, and what else did uh, anything extraordinary happen to you? Your back is. Uh, we're going off to Winnipeg. We're going to Winnipeg this week, so that's a bit of a challenge with the, my uh, back issues. But we're looking forward to it. Uh, Wednesday night, if you're listening to this, we are currently recording our uh, live episode. Oh shit! So, yeah. yeah, that's going to be happening I, at the same time. I think there's a 9 a.m. airing. Yeah. Of our show. Yes. So if people in are Winnipeg listening. right now are listening, get come your to shit the, together. Get your shit together. Come to the gas station theater yep. and uh, and watch the taping of our show live. Um, and then on Friday, uh, me and Kenny Robinson are doing our Rank and Vile Dirty show at the uh, Winnipeg Comedy Festival. And Saturday afternoon, uh, me and Dave are doing the debaters. Uh, the story is, of course, about our argument is if uh, pot becomes legal, the government will be the best drug dealer. I am pro. Dave is con. con yeah. And then Saturday night, you're on the Dirty Show, right? Uh, it's the dark and stormy dark show. Dark and stormy show. Um, I'll, I'll get a. I haven't chosen what I'm gonna. What bits I'm gonna do? But uh, yeah, we'll figure that what, out. What if a comic? Comics always refer to their uh, jokes as bits or uh, chunks. Sure. Or, or a collection of bits or become chunks. What if a comic referred to you, your his uh, his new jokes as pieces? Would you tell him to go fuck himself? I, I think that's that's kind Isn't of borderline that a pretentious, sort of pretentious like, yes. Yeah, hipster shit? Yes. The, uh, it reminds uh, me of your joke about, remember your old one where you, it's stand-up comedy, if you sit down, it's an evening with? An evening with, yeah, that's yes. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. The, uh, now, um, today, uh, there was some uh, some pretty big deaths in the news. Yes. We had Margaret Thatcher. Yes, Margaret Thatcher died today. Uh, Annette Funicello, the original Musketeer, died today. Right. And I just heard that Ravine died today. The man, now, if you don't know who Ravine is, he's the, uh, there's like a lot of... Uh, uh, Canadian corny uh, commercials out there. He was a uh, famous hypnotist, mentalist. Uh, I think they're called, aren't they? Or well, I don't know what the difference between a mentalist. D- and a hypnotist. Didn't Ravine want to like bend your mind with a spoon and bend a spoon and all I that think stuff? He, I think he bent spoons, but he was yeah. also very uh, Rodney Pentland, uh, uh, long uh, late great <laughs> late great Rodney Pentland. Yeah, he was a comic in Toronto, but he I remember him. He had a, an album on the wall from the Great Ravine of how oh, okay. to quit smoking. Oh, okay. So, so you're probably right. Hypnotist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the uh, the shit like that. It's just funny to me that there. 
there was a lot of people that don't know anything about Margaret Thatcher, and they're posting pictures and quotes of her yeah. on, uh, on, on Facebook, and oh, what a sad day. And these people basically learned everything about Margaret Thatcher from Meryl Streep's portrayal of her in yeah. The Iron Lady. and it's which, just which, one... which most Americans thought was just Iron Man 3 for chicks. <laughs> I wish. Um, only if she died at the end of it. And uh, <laughs> But it's just it's one of these things. Like Everyone getting their uh, information from movies, like the right. CIA was uh, completely responsible for uh, Argo. the Argo, and that's not the case, as Jimmy Carter has uh, come out to say, that yep. 90% of it was uh, the Canadian. Canadians. And um, I know British friends of mine that uh, specifically left the UK when she was prime minister right. because they hated her so much. And, and she, her politics, yes. And her politics. And I think it was the classic, like, if you were rich, she was great for you. Yes. But if you were poor or middle class in Britain, you know, go fuck yourself. Yes. She wouldn't give two shits about you. And uh, there's a clip well, that Well, look I, at all the, inter, all the musicians, right? There's so many songs. I mean, I saw one today, the 21 top anti-Margaret Thatcher songs. Right. So when you get on the list of 21, you know there's a couple hundred, you know, that made it out of that top 21 songs. I mean, there's a growing rift there that's obvious she was not good for the country. Well, I mean, yeah, it's 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 arguable, uh, you know, what good you do for your own country and then what oh, you do for the people in the country. Right. She might have thought she was doing some great things, but it was yes. um, an amazing comic out of Scotland. Frankie Boyle had a yeah. great joke where he, she, where he said uh, she's going to be the only person uh, at her funeral where the 21-gun salute would be aimed at the coffin. Yeah, that's a great which joke. Which is a fucking fabulous joke. Yeah. And uh, uh, what can I say? Um uh, I watched uh, WrestleMania was uh, just this past Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit disappointing. I seriously, and I don't know if we have wrestling fans that listen, but I seriously wanted a, a John Cena heel turn on The Rock. At the end of that match, he could have smacked him in the face with a belt, and then it would have been uh, great. But, the, you know, John Cena's one of their big money makers right now, so now, they don't, you, you saw they don't at, want him to be a, uh, a bad guy. But yeah. you saw it at a comedy, the comedy bar, and was there a good turnout to see it? Uh, well, I'm probably not legally allowed to say that we saw it at the comedy bar because oh. they could get charged. Maybe they could. I don't know. Who knows? But, Whatever. Uh, I watched it uh, in a room. At a venue? I watched it at a venue with a number of uh, other comics. The right. Place. You know what was nice about that is like w when you are in a room and we're all making funny comments, yeah, riffing yeah, back yeah, and forth yeah. each other, you... At no point do you feel like, hey, I should tweet this. Because right. you're getting that validation from right. people that are right in the room for sure. you. And that's all that Twitter is, is like, oh, acknowledge me. It's it's like it's that validation of just like, oh, people are reading my shit. Maybe, maybe not. But when you say something live in a room full yep. of other comics and, and it's your peers and they laugh at it, that was really cool. Uh, that's what I, I liked about it. Like, I don't and, even uh, follow wrestling. I haven't for many years. I still watch all the documentaries because I think there's a lot of parallels to stand-up. We've talked right. about that yeah, before. Yeah. But I would have went. I mean, I just... I'm too busy. My back's all fucked up. But yeah. I would have went because of that aspect you're right. talking about, of just watching in a room with a bunch of guys. I'd go to a Super Bowl party. I don't give a fuck about, you know, football. But if a bunch of guys are eating chicken wings and having pizza and laughs, you know, that's part of it. Undertaker had one of the, you know, and, and the Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania continued. Uh, he had one of the best uh, Walking Dead sort of uh, intros. And uh, just, oh, man, uh, easily match of the night, if not match of the year, CM Punk versus Undertaker. And uh, it was a blast. It was a really cool, very cool time. Well, that is the show. We want to thank our guest, uh, Brent Butt, uh, via telephone and technology, <laughs> and Carolyn Bennett for making Dave get a little crazy in the corner. Well, if I'm not going to continue my... Ra if I'm not gonna, see how easy that is? See how that works? We into the fucking hacky uh, uh, man rape there jokes. We go. I couldn't oh, even Dave. get through the story. We were, oh, we were supposed to like get Kathleen to the Twitter McGee's issues. here again. Uh, All right. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. Uh, that is the show. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, upcoming on uh, April 19th, I will be at the Sudbury Comedy Festival doing the Dirty Show. And... Uh, April uh, 22nd to the 27th. I will be in Halifax doing the festival with Brent Butt on the gal on April 26th at the Rebecca Cohen Theater. Dave, what's going on with you? Uh, I'm coming back from uh, Winnipeg and then reevaluating my life and uh, all that fucking right. shit. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what, but here's, uh, here's Max with all of our details. Yeah. That's it for this week. Anything Goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore, at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes by typing Anything Goes on XM. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes hopes you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>